You're listening to The Big Shiny Podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Nick. This is Lucas. This is John. This is Tom. This is Tyson. And you're listening to The Big Shiny Podcast. If you need a spot to read your comics, you should check out Watchtower Cafe. The cool thing about Watchtower is it's more than just a coffee shop with comics. It's really a hub for the geek community in Salt Lake City to hang out. They have board games, video games, good coffee, and comic books to boot. You can check them out at 1588 South State in Salt Lake City. Castlevania. Yep. 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 Yep.
um, Dracula's son, who's on the good side, mm. and other such villains and such. Does anybody else think Trevor Belmont kind of sounds like a pussy? <laughs> yeah, like that's a weird name he's, for a hero. <laughs> he's not my favorite Belmont. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> we need a Trevor. hero. Look, it's <laughs> Trevor. Like <laughs> he's the one that's got highlights, <laughs> bedazzled jeans. Yeah, he's Dragons. better than Keith Belmont. <laughs> Barely. Cowboy. That sounds pretty cool. Fucking weird. But yeah, so there's a there's a castle. I'm I'm fucking like nervous and stoked because there are a million ways they can fuck this up. Who technically owns Castlevania? Konami does. But aren't they just concerned about making slot machines anymore? Mm -hmm, And pachinko games. Yep. So that's that's my thing. Is like, is it going to be like, is Konami signing off on this, or is something going to get weird halfway through production and it's going to be like, not Castlevania. Castlevania. Cast- yeah. Well, have they, they announced officially that it's Castlevania? Mm-hmm. Well, they said so. Netflix announcement was basically that it was a a Victorian vampire-based horror thing, and then Adi, Sh- Adi Shankar came out and said this is a Castlevania thing. So I assume it's okay. I mean, if hmm. Konami doesn't have to really like put anything into it, they might just be like, "Yeah, fine, whatever." Yeah, here's the rights. Right. They pulled everything to make fucking Pachinko. Right, like, and this is the closest I'm going to get to a new Castlevania game probably ever. So I'm stoked. Oh yeah, um, I forgot all about that. Since Konami went, they just jumped the shark and killed everything. Those fuckers, bitches. Rest in peace, Konami. Other TV news, Tyson. Your uh, your favorite doctor, I believe. Uh, what was his name, Doctor Who? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smartasses. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Doctor Who. Uh, they've announced. Uh, so series ten. Uh, we'll start later this year. Um, they've got the the new companion all lined up. That that's generally old news. Uh, what's new news though, is that Peter Capaldi has announced announced that this will be his last year as the Doctor. Isn't uh, it like his second? Huh? How many seasons? Did I think he it's do? only his third. Oh well, wow. I think it's only his third. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the Christmas special that will air on Christmas Day 2017 will be his last episode, and so we'll get a regeneration and a new Doctor. Uh, the kind of the weird thing is, is that uh, the main showrunner Stephen Moffat he announced that he was leaving after this ser- this season, and so then there was speculation that whoever would come in would want a fresh Doctor to work with anyway. So there was a lot of speculation that oh well Capaldi's probably leaving too, but then he came out and said, no nah, no nah, I'm in it for the long haul for as long as they want me. Which is two seasons apparently. Yeah, and then <laughs> it was announced just a couple weeks ago that he said that this is his last years playing the doctor so i don't know what went on behind the scenes there i don't know if it has anything to do with moffat leaving um it would make sense for new showrunners to come in and you know probably want a fresh start and get rid of some of that baggage it's kind of a bummer uh capaldi seems to be pretty divisive among the doctor who community personally i like him i think he's a great doctor it's a bummer to see him go so i'm excited for the new season um but now we also get to play this game since doctor who's been so big or become so big uh, when they announced Capaldi, it was like this huge like event press thing uh, that the, the BBC did. Like they dedicated an hour long special to announcing the new Doctor, hmm. which was kind of cheesy and pointless. But the people are crazy about that show. Yeah, what do you think the Vegas betting odds on an old white guy are. <laughs> um, my if I were if I were to guess, I bet you they go back to young guy. White guys, guy. guys, guys, guys. Uh, you you heard it here first, John Hamm. Ooh, <laughs> 22-year-old female Muslim doctor. Oh. Watch the world explode. Uh, no one would care because it's an English show. Just be like, oh, oh okay. 
Some I don't. I don't. I don't imagine a lot of right wing Republicans really loving Doctor Who. <laughs> That's but interesting. I want to see that Venn diagram with the comic world. Hashtag like Gamergate. Freak the fuck true. out. Yeah. I do want to see that Venn diagram. Let's get that worked out. Can we start polling people? Yes. Oh, I'm the polar now. Yeah. Yeah. You are we'll a right You're but Jewish. Yeah. You're good with numbers, right? I hit the streets. We... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Check my credit score. <laughs> <laughs> He's Jewish in every way, but his credit score. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's all. I, that's all I have for the doctor. Just want to run through that real quick. So. Next up, Taboo. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Has anybody watched this? No, what is that about? So my coworker, uh, Kate, actually turned me on to this. It's Tom Hardy, which That's I fucking love. That's the only love. reason she watched it. It's the only reason I watched it. I fucking love Tom Hardy. But the show is actually... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he's no John Cusack. Um, so yeah, it's, it's Tom Hardy. And the basic plot is this old man dies in London and he owns this piece of land. And everybody thinks his son, Tom Hardy, is dead. And the day of the funeral, Tom Hardy like shows up mysteriously in London again, and everyone's like, where the fuck has this guy been? Um, and so the East India Trading Company is trying to get this patch of land, because I guess it's uh, contested. Basically, it's like a really good docking point for ships. That's for you, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's a really good docking point for ships, and, so it, and it's part of America now. But if he owns this land and the East India Trading Company gets it, then it's technically British territory, right? And so it's this really valuable piece of land, and Tom Hardy knows it's valuable because every night his crazy father, quote-unquote, would go out to the riverside by the torches and just talk to himself. But it turns out he was talking to Tom Hardy somehow. And that's like as much as you know going into the episode. And like There's like witchcraft and weird kind of ghosty stuff. Mm, it's pretty great. How many episodes? Is this a Netflix series? No, it's, it's uh, BBC. BBC. Is it? oh. It's British. Because I was seeing, it's on the it's on FX, FX, FX yeah. Now okay. app, which I use to watch shit all the time. <clears throat> maybe they brought it over. All, yeah, maybe they brought it over because all the stuff I'm trying to get it is from the BBC. Hmm. But it's, I, I'm only three episodes in. Is it on Tom Flicks? Yeah, it is, the first four. How many episodes are there? I think there's only four or five right now. At least that's all I've been able to find on Tom Flicks. But you you totally recommend I, it? It's fairly new. Yeah. But I really, really, really like it. Like, it's got really good kind of drama dialogue. It's got some spooky mystical stuff. But then it's just got that, like, back and forth intrigue where they're trying to, like, screw each other out of this patch of land. And it, it's fun. It's really fun. So were those, like, half hour or hour? Uh, hour episodes. Gotcha. <clears throat> that sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I really like it. And, like, I hated Tom Hardy as Bane because he sucked as Bane. But he was, he's been really good in almost... <laughs> <laughs> but he's been really good in everything else I've seen him in, and he's really, really good. I like in this. Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hardy's great. Right so taboo's cool. Check that out. All right, let's talk about Legion. Another FX show. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know there was an X Men. Yeah. So yeah, Legion historically is the son of Charles Xavier and uh, Moira Metagger. Okay. That happened like the nineties. Okay. And he's like, and he's an arguably mate. the most powerful mutant aside from like Jean Grey in full Phoenix mode. I've heard uh, he's even more powerful than her. The only person considered more powerful than him is Franklin Richards. Yeah. I, I could see that. That's I, I read a whole background on yeah. it because I didn't know exactly who Legion was. So this is and, a, I, this and is... I actually thought Legion was like the name of like no, an he... X team or something like that sort of thing. I didn't know it was actually just he's about this one guy. Mega level huh. telepath telekinetic um, then can warp reality. I, if you have no experience with Legion, I highly recommend going and checking out like all of X Men Legacy. 
ran and, the early 2000s and age of x where he completely warps reality okay the awesome. only thing that even gave a hint that this was an x-men show during the ad blitz was the final thing it would say legion and have the, the x, x symbol the... that see, is it i didn't see any of the ad yeah blitz. that yeah, yeah. <clears throat> how the fuck long have you had that yeah. on your arm a while hmm. that's a I while wear sleeves all the time I was gonna yeah, say, I've that. so I hadn't I hadn't seen any of the ad blitz and I'm not like an X-Men aficionado. So you just explaining that made the entire thing I watched today make total fucking sense. Because I was pretty goddamn lost it this was, afternoon. It was cool, like they kind of did the thing where you're not sure what time period it is. Yep. Well that's kind of like a Westworldy yeah. thing where you're not sure. Well, in the Westworld you knew was obviously the future. With this, right, it but I, looks I was talking retro. Oh yeah, no! Not because of his not sister. His, yeah, his, his sister's sister, like like a right? 1950s. No, that's not what yeah. I'm talking about. I'm talking about just yeah. So they have this feel of it feels like his mom and it like everything feels pasty, but also there's like parts of it that seem really like futuristic. Like the mm-hmm. cars don't make all sense. the SWAT teams that was yeah. like modern. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking like about. Super high My thing is I think it's both. He can alter reality to his whim. And he has no control right now over what he is doing. Oh, okay. So I don't even think it was like flashbacks. So it was actual realities. I think his reality, he has no control over his powers and they are just running amok throughout I read, his that life. That would make sense. Because um, that would explain like when he's running like from the people, uh, like the other X-Men essentially, they're coming to find him. And then suddenly he's sitting in that, uh, like sitting in the pool of water. Like that would really explain why he's bouncing so much. Well, but that was a memory though, that he was- But in. was, was, it, memory? was well, it a memory that he was just back in time reliving though? Yeah. I was reading an hmm. interview with, uh, what is April Ludgate's actual name? Uh, oh man. I, uh, up until it's uh, Aubrey, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Plaza. Yeah. I knew, oh, I was gonna say, I knew it five minutes ago. Yeah. I read an interview with her that was pretty great. And she's like, no, none of us know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> we filmed it all and we we're like we had huge sets and all these warehouses and you'd be sitting like waiting for your call time and you'd hear an explosion and you're like, "Oh, I guess shit's going off over there today." And like <laughs> a lot of like when he's got his problems and shit blows up, practical effects. Like That's a lot cool. of practical effects, <laughs> but yeah, she was saying it's real weird and that her and David got along real well and just fucked with each other. Like they were playing mind games on the set, like I know what happens to your character. And I'm not telling you and just messing with each other and nobody's quite sure her character was originally a dude. So his mind game on her lasted like half a day because she dies in the first. Well, that's well, the thing. she knew on day one. She's like, I die, but yeah. I'm in the whole season. Yeah. yeah. Which, so. so and so a little bit of a rundown about Legion <laughs> for those of you that may not know much about him. John, feel free to jump in here in, in case I get things wrong. But like you said, he's an Omega level mutant. He's altered reality in the Marvel Universe on at least four separate occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, part of his power, so he is a schizophrenic mutant in that he's got multiple personality, multiple personalities, and each of his personalities has a different power, like a different main power. I mean, it's always still telekinetic and everything, but they have like other powers that they can use. Um, later, when he learns to control it, he learns how to allow other people to do their thing and let them take over for a little while to accomplish a certain mission. Um, and he he absorbs more personalities if people die near him. So okay, so if, he's 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 absorbed April Ludgate at this point. So then. if people die near him, 
there's like, and now my understanding is not hundred percent. Like, so if 10 people die near him, not all 10 of those people will be absorbed into a new personality, but like a couple of them may, hmm. depending on his relationship and stuff with them will be absorbed into him as another personality that lives within him. And he can like converse with them hmm. and everything. Like he can go within his mind and sounds exhausting. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the, his powers are <sighs> fucking ridiculous. Did I get into that wrong, John? No, no. And I think that, is something I want to mention that, but it's like crucial to the show. I think that's already happening. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, so the woman in the show, his counterpart, Sid. Oh yeah, Sid Barrett. Her name is Sid Barrett, which is the name of the founder, the original founder of Pink Floyd. Oh, <laughs> who completely lost his f in mind. He was dosed with LSD by. He lived in a house of like twenty people, and each one of these people thought they were doing him a favor by dropping acid in his coffee. Not realizing that every other person in the house is doing this, so this guy took like all lots the acid. of acid every day for a year and just turned paranoid schizophrenic, which fits very well with the character of Legion. Right. Then they've hinted at it uh, when she walks into his bedroom and there's no feet at the door. Yeah, them switching bodies. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and because if the... he's paranoid schizophrenic and alter reality, he goes into her personality. He can easily Become change her. his form. To mm-hmm. become her. Well, and didn't like the sloppy <clears throat> psychologist like he's who like is that? there's they no record. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That sounds like a real mind. The only, the only thing with weird, is, the, is the climax shit. of that first episode is going to make. But I mean, in his head, things are going on differently than right. what's actually it, happening. Yeah, it was hmm. confusing. It was a cluster. It was it, it was, was confusing, really but I was enjoying it. Like the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but like, I did want to shut it off. Yeah. I was no, just like, no. this yeah. is super I want to just stick around and find out yeah. more like the yellow beast. And how about that? The ben yellow cheek demon. moment. That was. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that was brutal. Great. That was fucking brutal. I saw that. Come. I thought I was going to go for his neck, though. Yeah. But uh, I, w- I will shit. say this. My one uh, complaint about the show is that you're right. It's supposed to be in the X-Men universe. I feel like they, and I'm not saying they had to have like some heavy handed thing to say, to, to nod even to the X-Men, but if you're a first time viewer coming in and you don't pick up that the O in Legion on the title piece is the X-Men symbol, like you're not going to understand right, right off the bat that there's any ties to the the bigger X-Men no, universe. I don't need that. Well, you don't, but. But like even, I don't know anything about him Yeah, and I don't like first episode i didn't care like i just know that something's going fucky and they said the word mutant yeah. right so it doesn't matter to me um so <laughs> we can pretty much say then like so when he's like super powerfully telepathic he sees that like weird scolary brother looking motherfucker right the yellow like, that's, beast. The yellow that's the yellow beast yeah. Oh, okay yeah i don't know what the deal is with that i don't know, know kind of reminded me of like the animated version of mojo yeah you know yeah remember mojo Mojo. Big fat guy loves television. Mm-hmm. Robotic spider legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what uh, yeah. Yeah. one, yeah. one theory that now. I did read about like all the, the different times and places that they visit during this first episode is that it's not necessarily that he's warping reality around him and living these things out as they happen, is that he's like his head can exist in different times. Like his, his mind can exist in different times, like at the same time. So like when you're seeing stuff as him younger, like it's really happening in that time period, but it's his current self that's occupying it. And you know what I mean? So like he, he can live experiences from his life, like simultaneously. Okay. So that's 
that's one theory that's out there right now too. So what sounds so confusing. when you said when you I said don't get into that, like Which I don't then, get into the theory stuff. I just want to watch the show. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm just curious if they are going to tie it because they have said they're bringing X Men characters in eventually. They haven't revealed which ones mm-hmm. at all, but I'm curious if they are going to actually make him the son of Xavier or if that's something they're just going to write out Is it going to be McAvoy or Stewart? Which exactly. timeline is or it? Both. I'm confused. If they're jumping through time. Well, that's the thing. Is like I'm watching it originally, and I'm both. like, oh, this is in the <laughs> 60s. Yeah, that's what I thought. It, see, it feels and real weird. McAvoy is like 22 years old at that point in these movies. You know, he's like mid-20s, tops. They should so just... there's no way this fully grown man, but then I started realizing they're like going full legion with all the abilities at mm. first i thought it was just gonna be like a telepathic telekinesis any idea who that old lady was at the end no i mean as far as i know none of those people are actual x-men characters yeah they're not hmm. i looked them up yeah they, they should have mcavoy pumping away and then just change it to patrick stewart <laughs> <laughs> show me what you got i did i did hear a rumor that that mcavoy has agreed to appear in one of the episodes like Ooh. briefly, like Ooh. as a cameo, but it's just a rumor. So as a sperm, as a spermy donor, James Sperm Cavoy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was confused about the time period as well because his sister looked. I think that's totally on purpose. She looks yeah. like a nineteen fifty stewardess. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like it's the same. Like it follows. You don't know what season it is or what yeah. time period. Same kind of thing to make you feel uncomfortable. You don't know yeah. when anything takes place. That was a really interesting article. I think. Yeah. Or talks about if you go back and watch it follows there's all these cues as to what season it is and none of them are the same yep i think it's that kind of just make you feel off just like the psychological stuff there's a lot of <laughs> really good just editing tricks and things in that that just kind of add to the confusion and uncomfortableness and i don't know if it was intentional but they're following the formula that has been proven once already in the past year with Preacher, where we're going to throw you into this and we're going to give you a very full episode, but you are not going to know what the fuck mm-hmm. is going on yeah. for like five, six episodes. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't read the books, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And even if you have, like... like I could follow Preacher because I knew the general story they right. were following, but like my roommates who don't read comics were like, what, Especially what is happening here? What is going on? Cassidy's introduction on yeah. the airplane and yeah. he's not dead and he's just in this... Yeah, yep. watching through that with Daniel. I need to finish that. I I'm think glad- I made it like three or oh, four in. I'm so glad good. you caught the Sid thing, though, when she walks into his room. Oh, dude, it was like... Yeah. I uh, didn't catch that. Like, It yeah, wasn't yeah. catching anything. Like, it was it, pretty, it was pretty obvious. obvious. Yeah. The shot went straight under the bed, and you're watching the door open and close with yeah. the feet coming in. And then it pulls up, and there's a person standing there. I am like, not a master detective. This yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> you a really intentional thing. You love Batman, though, so maybe you've got a yeah. better detective gene than you think. All right, uh, moving on to other new shows. Oh, should we just go from McAvoy to McAvoy? No, 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 just no. To keep the... oh, okay, all right. Sorry, all I right. actually talked to Bill about uh, Riverdale. Riverdale, and yeah. I think you and I are going to talk about the other McAvoy. Okay. At length, because I, I have a spoiler shit. That much to add to that conversation, but um, did yeah, you guys? Did anybody else? Did you watch Riverdale? No, I want to. I, it's on. I, Tom, I put I it on no Tom interest. Flicks last night, but I, I say so. It's. I mean, the CW app's free, so Emily and I, because uh, Rebecca fucking creamed her jeans over it on twitter a few people or facebook and so emily asked me she's like what is this that rebecca is losing her mind over and i said well rebecca's dead so i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) but um, how are you facebook ghosting i was like oh that's the the new archie show so we pulled it up and watched it and right away murder and incest first five minutes if I'm compared like, to like Twin Peaks. That's not Archie comics. This ain't your parents, Archie. <laughs> <laughs> Someone fucking died. That's that's exactly what they're doing. And then um, 
Are you a meerkat? Fuck dogs. Um, they yeah. It's, Archie takes his shirt off a lot, like a lot. <laughs> Good for him. And he uh, bones a teacher. That's against the law. Classic yeah, Archie. yeah. Classic Archie. <laughs> Pretty hot though. Does he high five Jughead after? Is there a court, ca- court Jughead's case? Jughead's not like Jughead's in like little bits and pieces, and he's the narrator. Hmm. But you don't actually like he doesn't talk to anybody till near the end of the episode. But he has like a stupid little beanie with the. The the crowd. Uh, I was hoping it was like an like RBC from Oz. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just, I mean, for a CW show, like they're all pretty cheesy and stuff, but it was pretty good. It's pretty cool, kind of like murder investigation show. Um, kept Emily's interest, which a lot of times she gets bored on that kind of stuff, and I enjoyed it. And it's like silly as some stuff is, like seriously, multiple Archie just like putting a shirt on or taking a shirt off, just like, oh, flex. Ugh. Just look how fucking ripped I am. It's kind of awkward, but. Have any of you read the new Archie comics at all, written by Mark Wade? I heard that they're really good. I'm wondering how dark they is Mark Wade. He pretty yeah yeah can get like the last grimy there. And then uh, what's her name? Fiona Staples is doing the art. Saga artist. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. yeah. The last Archie thing I read was Archie versus Predator, which is nice. pretty fucking amazing. So what did what did Bill have to say? Which so you should explain who Bill is. Yeah, so Bill Bill Galvin, uh, he used drawn Archie for years and years and years. Um so he's been kind of a part of some of this stuff as it's changed. And so I wanted to pick his brain and for him he said the thing that was a lot of fun was these characters finally being like live action that he's drawn forever. And he said there's been other iterations here and there, but nothing kind of like this. Um, but he watched it with his teenage daughter, Katie, who's like 13, and she's very much the demographic. And while he kind of got to nerd out about like, oh, there's Jughead and there's this, he said she loves it and she's obsessed with it and is always joking about like Jughead. But I'm sure the scenes that you're joking about are totally for, you know, no, Jughead's 13 just like through 16 year old girls. No, as far as Archie, oh, like taking Archie. his shirt off. And... Yeah, Archie's, yeah, it's totally for, it's for your. Like your Katie's and your Rebecca's. That's what it's for. And mm-hmm. I guess uh, his other daughter, so Katie's like 13 and Emily's like 16-ish. Um, and so she watches other CW shows. And so this is a little bit out of her demographic. This but is very much a CW show. She said she watches a lot of other CW stuff and she said she can see where they're borrowing that same formula for Archie, which I guess some, Bill was saying some Archie fans are losing their shit because that's what fucking fan bases do. Right. About like, oh, it's not exactly what it should be. I'm waiting for him to start A lot start of people are just enjoying it. The way all the other superhero shows start. Like, I'm Jughead, and I'm the hungriest man alive. <laughs> yeah. um, unrelated to this. Not trying to derail, but do any of you watch The 100? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Never mind. All right. It's the greatest show on television. You should I've check it out. Things. The 100? Like 100 Bullets? No, CW. Sci-fi. Mm. It's post-apocalyptic. Yeah, great. I got kind of CW'd out, mm. like with Supergirl and Flash and Arrow and Legends of Cheesiness. I just I, I, I watched the whole first season of Legends. I I tapped out. I, I could keep up with Flash, and that's it. I kind of liked it. I, 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 <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just like I love Captain Cold, the guy yeah. from Prison Break. He yeah. is the greatest. He's such a cheese ball. I wish I could talk like that guy. Yeah. It would. <laughs> I got nothing to say about it. What you, what you got written down there, Lucas? Oh, just this is some of the stuff that I talked to Bill about. It was mostly about like his daughter and the stuff that she enjoyed, and the same as Emily, Katie and Emily. 
um, from his perspective, he feels that Archie is one of the more uh, neglected series or neglected franchises that has the most potential because they had a lot of firsts as far as social cues, you know, the first like, interracial couple and kiss and different things as far as comic books go. So he's very, very excited about it. He said that it sounds like the ratings haven't been doing super well, though. It's only aired twice, I, I think. He said, I, like, the first one did really well, and the second one... I didn't know it existed, except that somebody hijacked Rebecca's Twitter or Facebook account and talked about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who's running that, but it's in poor taste. It's, so, it is in poor taste. Poor taste. But it, it doesn't it, even sound like Rebecca. No, not at all. It sounds uh, like some crazy person that's just like bored inside an apartment and not Brooklyn, doing anything not doing city. anything shaking no, beers watching tv <laughs> punching away on facebook um, i don't remember if there's ad so the problem with watching the cw app is all you get is the same ad over and over and over so you just like yeah. i got bombarded with ads for it smoke smoke oh. <laughs> um i know you've got your notes and stuff but I just want to say that I regret that I haven't watched any of Expanse season two yet. The end. Because the first season was real good. I never finished it. Oh, it's so good. I finished the first season. Oh, but John, it's so good. It. John, I feel better so good. Talked about it a lot today with me. I just want to mention that John, once again, matches his microphone. He does. <laughs> he does. You're the purple man. Purple microphone. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take it a step further here. Uh-oh. Oh, he's going to get his dick out. A little purple on the socks. Oh. 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 Shit. Sad it wasn't your dick. Okay, so next time we flip the mic cover and see if he still delivers. (laughs) (laughs) See if he still delivers. All right. That's gross. (laughs) So split's a movie. Um, Or are we done with Riverdale or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, No, sorry. All right. Uh, So split is the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. That's how you have to say it. You have to whisper it. So it's a movie. John wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and then like two other people came to me. He's like, no, you should check it out. So all right. I'll so I ignored John. And then after these two other random people. <laughs> no, no, no. And then I was like, all right, John, I, I get that you like it. I don't know if I'll make time. But part of the reason, too, is it's like it's Shyamalan. This guy hasn't had a decent movie since. Whoa. Right. He needed Unbreakable. a win so hard. No. Since Unbreakable. No, the, uh, the Visit was awesome. Or, uh, I haven't seen The what? Visit. I so liked, good. Uh, if you Joaquin say, Phoenix and the aliens. I like Signs. I, I, I like yeah, Signs. Yeah. I like Signs. Signs was good. I, I actually like Signs Village last too. So you had Village six, wasn't terrible. Telegraphed. The B one though. That's when. Yeah. That's when I said no. Yeah. B movie. I said no. Which one? You know the, Jerry Seinfeld no, animated M-Night. B movie. Or <laughs> it's the bees. The bees are dying or whatever. Oh, oh with oh. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. yeah. Science. That was such a great movie. No. What a twist. <laughs> <laughs> that had Mark Wahlberg's best acting though because there was an actual scene where you could tell that he was trying not to crack at how bad the story was so, so he has, he's had a pretty fucking r- rough run and I just let's just spoil the shit out of this and this is so the rest my, of the episode so if people don't want to have it spoiled cut yeah, it out if you yeah. are gonna go see Split which John recommends which I highly recommend <laughs> I don't so much we'll see you next week <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah, Tom's leaving. I told you guys as much as I could <laughs> without ruining it. Oh, are you actually? I thought you were. Actually, um, I'm going tomorrow. Go. So. All right, get out of here. Go we're going to spoil bathroom. it. Tom, beer me, though. All right. So, I'm going to talk quietly. Well, so the twist. We're at. The uh, twist. Wait, Ready? hold on. I was going to say. Oh, Tom, so you better so, shut that door. So we're, I was at, we're setting up our trade show booth or whatever, and my boss had just gone and seen it, and he's like, dude, you got to go. This fucking movie, man. Like, this fucking movie is fucked up. You got to see this. And I'm like. 
Ed, John told me about it. I don't know. It sounds pretty fucked up. And um, my boss is just like, no, you got to see it. I'm like, uh, it sounds really dark. And he's like, no, 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 like how he kills this chick. And like, it's not a happy ending. And I'm like, well, it doesn't fucking sound like it, man. Like, you're not selling me on this movie. So I guess, how do you want to talk about this? Um, I mean, let's. Let's Can just use go your through mouths? it. So basically, I was gonna say, say shut the thing. fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you shut the fuck up too. Um, like most M Night Shyamalan movies, it starts. It takes a general but kind of obscure concept and just runs fully supernatural with it. I'd agree with that. I mean, most of his movies do that. The Sixth Sense, you know, Ghost Experiences, uh, the B movie, obviously, like. What it was, was kind of called? ahead of his time because now we have like colony collapse disorder and that's what that whole movie was about. So like way to go M. Night Shyamalan, but it was a horrible movie. But like he was on point with what he was trying to get across. <laughs> what if it was a the good happening. movie? It was called The, the happening. happening. Stop calling it the fucking B movie because nope. I've been Seinfeld. watching that with my daughter. Jerry What's Seinfeld's the B deal movie. With honey? <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with science? Why are all these bees dying? God. <laughs> so the concept with this then is, is similar. dissociative personality disorder. And it takes the basic thing of there is James McAvoy, who has dissociative personality disorder. You have his doctor, who is like an expert in the field, and she is writing about, she's presenting at a conference about how each of these personalities, the mind has so much control over the body that like one of his personalities is diabetic and they will actually need to use insulin or they could go into shock. Whoa. And so that is the taste you get. And then... You want to step in, start, keep going? Well, yeah, so um, in the movie, it kind of starts out more abrupt in that yeah. McAvoy kidnaps these three young girls. Yeah. And they wake up in who knows well, but it's like a room, a disheveled room, um, and they don't know what the fuck's going on, and he comes in. It's just really weird. And you're not sure why they're there or what's going on, and they don't introduce him as having a personality no, disorder. No, that's you're correct. I so that was a couple weeks ago. Sorry. But no, no, no but that's yeah. part of the sorry, that's part of the twist of it is that you start to he comes in as these different people and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like and at one point he comes in as like a woman, he's dressed up all nice in this blouse and then Hedwig. I will say <laughs> as much cuz I didn't like the movie as much as John did. Um and there was stuff I have issues I think we could talk about. I'd be interested in oh, your opinion. The movie definitely had issues, but like Overall, should we just continue on? I want to keep talking about McAvoy. Like that dude did a killer job. Like, if anything job. to watch the movie for is to see him just cycle through all these characters, and the best of which I will give to John. Uh, go ahead. Is the Hedwig the like? How old was he? Uh, seven 12? or eight or nine? No, 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 he was under ten. Younger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is incredible. He's like this little b boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tries to sound smart. He always says et cetera in et cetera. like a super funny way. <laughs> it's great. Highly recommend it. But so to continue on with the premise, he has two of these personalities are working together to bring about the unspoken 24th personality in the body, which is the beast. And they end up. And there's a the whole back and forth is whether or not this thing exists and what it is. And so his Wait, therapy, I'm sorry. The, the other 23, they're trying to stop the beast. So there are 23, there's 23 total. personalities. Right. One of these personalities is typically able to control who comes out when. 
Okay. They call it the light. It's like they're yeah. all sitting in a dark room and one gets the light and they take control of the body. Okay. It was Bobby, I think, or something. Yeah, and he loses control to one of the two outcasts, of, or to Hedwig. The little boy. Who has been manipulated by the two outcast personalities that worship the beast and want to see the beast coming. Right, which is... So two of the personalities want the beast to come. The yeah. others don't. The others do not. And they're okay. trying to stop it. And there's evidence of that where the therapist keeps getting these appointments set up where he gets emails from the... So McAvoy, the person, is named Kevin. So Kevin will email her and say, I need an appointment right away. She said, okay, come on in. And then when he comes in, he plays it off like, oh, it's nothing. Nothing was going on. And that's all these personalities fighting for them to stop. And yeah, pretty much the whole time it's the doctor saying the beast doesn't exist. A lot of McAvoy's personalities saying the beast doesn't exist. Right, right. And the girls... Trying to figure hoping out. that the beast doesn't exist. <laughs> One twist the beast exists. <laughs> yeah. That's the big twist. And it my is boss was like, It does not end well. Crazy. Like, he mass increases, climbing on the ceilings, moving super fast, can take shotguns, shotgun blasts to the chest with like a minor wound, but no actual like penetration. So it goes from like. Weird psychological to full supernatural. Yeah. So like, yeah, because I'm sitting here thinking, oh, the beast is just some psycho murderer, like a serial killer. Of himself. Yeah. yeah, but he's no. an actual. He doesn't change into like a monster. Different human. He's but just still human. like a bigger, veinier McAvoy that eats Mr. Hyde. He's like ultra strong. That's how strong. he sustained the beast. That's what the girls were for. An award to like to eat them. And the award for the worst therapist on the fucking planet. Yeah. Who shows up and School tries to stop death. him, and when she goes to stab him, the knife breaks because his skin is impenetrable now. So he's just full-on superhuman when he's in beast mode. Tom, this is where you want to earmuff. We want to <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway. So, so he escapes. He's out there. Everyone except for one person is dead. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these news reports about it, and they go into this coffee shop, and there's news reports playing, and the waitress is like, man, Looks like we got another villain on our hands. Like, what's the other guy's name? And you hear this voice go, Mr. Glass. And it's Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. It's his character. They're <laughs> building the, a whole, like, shut the fuck up. Night Shyamalan superhero <laughs> universe. This is phase two of the Shyamalan <laughs> multiversity. <laughs> oh my God, are yeah. you serious? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Did you hear about this? Is, is the handy- Telling you to go, you dickhead. Wait, <laughs> so, is the handicapped kid in the monster suit a superhero then? From the village, just in case you guys are missing. Oh, it. I said nope. Uh, that's a different universe. I don't think they'll bring <laughs> him in until they have to jump the shark. Exactly. Okay. They're working on another film too. Well, they they totally set yeah. it up because so we got Unbreakable and Split. Well, and John kind of skipped on one part. So McAvoy's character Kevin gets out, and it's I can't remember. It's an OCD guy and the girl. I don't remember mm-hmm. their names, but they're talking. And the camera's panning between these two mirrors as they're talking to themselves. But the others are starting to believe now his personalities. and Patricia. There you go. So they're talking. And the other personalities within McAvoy have started to realize that the beast is real. It's not fake. And now it's a part of them. And so they start referring to themselves as the Horde. So you had Mr. Glass, and now the Horde is this thing. Um, the, the only the thing that had, it has going for it is it's tied into Unbreakable. But I also think that like the rest, I don't know. They, they underutilized... All those girls, especially the the main character, they're all just set up to fucking die. 
And the whole time I kept thinking, because they show all this girl's backstory and her growing up and like molestation and these really fucked up things. And it feels like they're setting it up that she's very similar to him because he's gone through all this crazy shit that caused him to become superhuman in different ways. But she never does anything. She never, I was expecting that to be the twist that she just, did you ever see Looper? Hmm. Yeah, like dude. like she goes rainmaker on him or oh, something. Fucking where you... asshole! Of course I saw Looper. Looper was incredible. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. People do not respect that movie. I really? Who? It's like I'm so stoked for the next Star Wars because that's, of that movie. That's yeah. the first Star Wars movie I'm excited yeah. for for that exact reason. Yeah. So I was expecting more f- for her, and I felt shitty because that whole movie you're just rooting for them and nothing good happens for them, and she doesn't even like escape. She just no sits in the good cell. Did happen. Let's hear it. Bruce Willis showed up. Well, so first off, That's, she yeah. realized like <laughs> in the credits, she has the potential to become a monster based on what happened to her, and she has not done it. It's one for her personal victory. Personal victory number two is like because this happened to her, she then got the free out from living with the uncle that has abused her forever. You saw the female cop at the end. She's like, "Your uncle's here to pick you up." And she's like. Well, she didn't stop her, though. Oh, and yeah, was... she did. She didn't get out of the car. And the female cop gave the look like, oh, I get it now. I'm going to take care of this. See, that was something that pissed me off a little bit. You have, like, this paramedic checking her out, and she has these scars all over her body, and the paramedic doesn't stop to be like, hey, like, you're a 15-year-old girl with you know, World War II-era scars. You okay? Something else going on? Maybe it's just being polite. <laughs> <laughs> I want to point out her freakish scars because she's a teenage girl. <laughs> Maybe she was into self harm. That's Maybe could... she had an emo phase, Lucas. I wanted more out of that. I didn't want it to just like we knew this dude was fucked up, and that was just him being fucked up. Yeah, I mean, and then nobody was able to come up. There was you were invested in this girl character, but nothing happened. I, like they're see, just all victims the whole I time. I disagree. I think she found it empowering personally. I don't think so. All right. Agree to disagree. Oh, I'm not saying you're wrong, but yeah. that's, yeah. No, he said you're wrong. One of you is Kinda a fascist. Did, the best thing to happen out of it is the Bruce Willis thing, but I think that could also be the worst because whatever this third movie is, I don't know that it, because like, Unbreakable is this cult classic. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's I'm like the prequels. Like, so I'm, should I'm I watch worried. Unbreakable first? Because I've never seen it. So Unbreakable. What? Yeah, dude. You the... should totally watch Unbreakable. Dude, Unbreakable came out after some other M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie no, that I hated. It was the second no, movie he did. Right after Six Sense. Oh, yeah, well, I was pretty young, and I didn't like Six Sense very much. So, for you, Tom, and anybody that hasn't seen it, because there's actually a lot of people that haven't seen that movie. It's a fucking amazing movie. So, Bruce Willis is in an accident. There's this passenger train. Everybody dies on the train except for Bruce Willis. Samuel Jackson shows up and says, I think, so I've got brittle bone disease, and I get hurt easily. Like, I bump into a wall, I break my arm. And my whole life, I've read comic books because I had nothing better to do. And I started to think, if if I'm on this end of the spectrum and I get hurt this easily, there has to be someone on the other end that's almost invulnerable. Hmm. And I think you're it. And he's and he's big into the superhero lore. Like he doesn't think he thinks superhero lore and God mythology has all just oh, been okay. exaggerated truths. Yeah. All right, just don't right. watch them break. So God damn it. so that's the whole I will. movie. Is I will. Him trying to figure like to convince him and Bruce Willis denying it. Okay, all right. I'll watch it this weekend. It's like a, think of a superhero origin film. and You don't know it is that until the very end. Right. Well, Well, now I know. It's the first 20 minutes of a superhero origin film stretched out into a a Like two and a half hours. Like, it's a long movie. It's a long movie. It's also very depressing. It's a slow pace. But it's awesome. But, yeah, the end, I mean, totally worth it. And then the twist, dude. 
Oh, that vape smells so good. Yeah, man. Mm. Mm. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes. Be sure to check out our friends through being cool. Catch you guys next week.